Or was it a long Monday? Oh, it just always is. It's just... I don't care. Picking up the kids. Standard. Yeah, just a long day at work. Picking up the kids. Mm. My wife's at rehearsal all night, and so I need to make dinner, do the dishes, make sure the kids do their homework, make sure they do the garbages, make sure they don't kill each other, and make sure they get to bed on time on top of that. So, you know, single dadding it. It's great. Fair enough. Yep. You? How, how was your Monday? Well, my Monday starts on Sunday. Ah. Because right. I, I was under the impression that I had one more day uh, owed to me, like an RDR at work. So I, and I was taking, I took the previous two Mondays off. I was talking to my boss on Saturday. And I came to the conclusion that we were in agreement that I had this Monday off as well. What does RDO stand for? Um, that is a good question. Okay. Specifically, I don't know, but I can look it up. Um, so I was thinking about it for the last 10 seconds. Uh, rusted day off. A rusted day off? Rusted. Rusted? Rusted. I'll type it. Roasted? <laughs> <laughs> oh, ros- rostered. Rostered. Of course, rostered. <laughs> rostered. Is that better? Nope. Nope. Rosted? Give me a hard R on that second R. Rostered. (laughs) Come on. Uh, (laughs) You got this. I can't. When you you say just give me a hard R, my brain immediately forgets what you mean by hard R. But why? It shouldn't. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Rostered. Hey, there you go. Rostered. Nailed it. Rostered day off. Sure. I don't, I don't right. know why the word rostered is there. What the heck does that mean in that context? It means you plan in advance to have the day off. Is that what rostered means? Planned in advance? Yeah, because when you're given a roster, like it tells you what days you have on and off. So if you hmm. have a day RDO, you've planned to have it off in advance, even though it's a typical working day. Okay, I get it. That makes sense. That's what, I'm, that's what it means in that context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. And so Sunday, when I left, I was like, all right, I'll see you guys all on Thursday. I'm not in tomorrow. Say hi to the new guy for me. Yeah. I come home. It's the weekend, so my housemates are here. We start playing video games and stuff because we haven't done that for a while. I And then 9 o'clock, 9 p.m. rolls around, approximately five hours past my bedtime. Yeah. I get a text message from my manager saying, oh, I need you to come in tonight. <laughs> Did it wake you up? No, I was still up playing games. Oh, right, right, right. But past your bedtime, like yeah. way past. Like he but should have assumed time. you were asleep, maybe? Yeah, yeah, because he did, because when I didn't answer his text message, he called, and I didn't pick that up. Yeah. I just sent him back another text message saying, yeah, all right, that's fine. Uh, and then I just went into work then. Like, I didn't sleep. I went into work three hours early because it beats trying to get two and a half hours sleep. Yeah, two and a half hours sleep just isn't even really worth it. I agree. No, it, it, it's more of a risk that I just sleep through it and not get up for work, right? Yeah. No, exactly. Uh, like, one time my wife and I yeah. were going on a vacation, and we stayed up, like, really late packing. And we had to be mm-hmm. in the airport at, like, three hours. And we're like, uh, let's just stay up the rest of the night. And we did. Yep. It's always a smart thing to do. Yeah. Mm. Let's risk that way. So, like so I said. went into work. And then I just, I like, I was supposed to be there, like, because I started early, I left early. Uh, so I ended up leaving at about three in the morning. Yep. 
came home, uh, had like some water, sat down at my computer, debated staying up. Uh, then you started streaming. So I, I was watching that and then I fell asleep. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, at my desk and I fell asleep in a really weird way. Because I was only asleep for like two, maybe three hours. But I was like leaning forward when I did it and sitting in my desk. I put all my weight on my my legs because I was, I don't know, leaning forward. And my ankles, like my feet were all numb. Like I'd put pressure on them. And so I I stood up. I went to go to bed, all right, to lay down. But I couldn't stand it. (laughs) Did you collapse? I couldn't feel my... (laughs) Well, I I collapsed back into my chair. (laughs) That's a good visual. Groggy Somicron like goes to stand up and goes blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing about me that needs to be groggy to see that happen. Oh, gotcha. Uh, That's standard procedure. I see. Yeah. Yes. It's just. It's not usually. It's usually because I'm uncoordinated, not because I can't feel my feet. It just makes it extra bad. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Mm. So um. Uh, hmm. So did you drool on your keyboard? Is what I'd like to know. Um. No, no, I pushed my keyboard forward. Okay. Because uh, I wasn't using it. I just, like, slid it forward. So just on the desk, Laid my man. head down, apparently. Yeah. 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 All my arms. Yeah. Delicious. Delicious. Where, yeah. Sleep drool is the best kind. Mm-hmm. Mm. So are you running on a sleep debt right now? No. No. Oh, okay. Because it's Tuesday now. Right. So I slept last night. I slept a long time last night. I went mm. to bed at... Because well, I went... After I woke up at my desk, I didn't finally make it to my bed at like 6.30. I went back to bed till like 9.30. So it's like another three hours sleep. Yeah. Uh, I then got up and I was just really tired the entire day. Like I had no motivation to really play anything. Wow. Or even to watch things. I just wanted to like lay down but couldn't sleep for the rest of the day. And then around 4 p.m. I, I go back to bed. And I just sleep right through to like 3 o'clock in the morning. So like another 11 hours. Oh, that sounds nice. 11 hours sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm okay today. Excellent. Yeah. I'm glad you caught up. Mm-hmm. That is weird Me though. Too. I don't think I've ever been so tired. I couldn't even watch anything, but I couldn't go to sleep either. It's like usually if I'm at that point, then sure. Sleep's not a problem. But I, I think it's because like my brain knows that it's like, this is your free time. This is when you should be doing the things you enjoy. <laughs> Even though you can't, sleeping <laughs> would be a waste of it. You need to sit here and stare at the wall for the next six hours. Thanks, Brain. You're mm-hmm. the best. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah, that sounds miserable. <laughs> Glad you got through it. it. It also doesn't help that like the games that I would like to play at the moment, I can't play by by myself. Like I need other people for D&D. True. And that's been on my mind a bunch. Huh. So it's just like, well, none of the video games I want to play. Yeah. Like, I have none of them, not out yet, stuff like that. Uh, what do I do then? And then it's like four hours of staring at a blank monitor being like, well, what do I do then? That's a good point. I mean, what yep. did we do before internet and computers and stuff? Read read books. Yeah. Radio was around for a while, too, before then. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I assume people went hunting. Yeah. Funnel sport. Oh, you know what else they did? Uh, they worked on cars. Uh, yeah, so, it's true. Yeah, I uh, so I watched the first episode of the new season of True Detective on HBO. Okay. I do want to say a it? couple things about it, but the first thing that comes to mind is 
So the show opens up with like these two kids, probably 10 and 8. Hey, Dad, we're going to go to the park. And Dad's like, be home before dark. And he's working on his car. And I'm like, oh, I just probably liked working on his car. And then it's like, hold on. This is 1971 this is taking place in. He doesn't have anything else to do. He could like <laughs> read a book. He could work on his cooking skills. He could listen to the radio. But like the most entertaining op option for him might just be work on my car, even though he doesn't necessarily enjoy it. It was an interesting realization. Like, carve wood, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do some wood. Like Sit on the porch and just carve like a figure. Right. Yeah. Chop, chop up lumber for winter so you can, <laughs> so you can survive. have it ready. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It wasn't 1871. Jeez. <laughs> People people still have wood fireplaces today, that's, and wood needs chopping. That's true. But this was, like, suburban America, so I don't think he was, like, surviving off of firewood all winter. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't actually see their gas furnace, so. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Maybe he enjoys the aesthetic of wood burning fire in his house. I don't know. That is actually quite pleasant, I have to admit. People say that, yeah. Like, even my parents, growing up, we had a gas fireplace that had fake wood in there. Mm -hmm. So, like, you turn on the gas and hit the pilot light and go, so these flames, and they'd, like, parenthesis, you know, burn this wood, mm -hmm. and it looked very, very nice. It was great. But without the problem of, okay. crap, now we have this smoky smell in our house, and we have to actually clean out a fireplace of the ashes every once in a while, and, nah, it's not great. Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, uh, True Detective is fine. What's interesting is I didn't watch... I watched like the first episode of season two and was like, well, this sucks. I'm out unless somebody tells me to watch the rest of it. And nobody ever did. So <laughs> season two is roundly considered meh to the point that I was discussing this with my friend at lunch today because he watched all of season two. He's a loyalist like that. Even if the TV's bad, he's just like, well, I should watch it. I watched season one. And I was like, so, <clears throat> like, am I wrong about season two? And he goes, I remember literally nothing about it. Zero things. And I said, well, that sounds like some really unremarkable, fairly bad TV then. And yes, he, he agreed. So season two, hmm. man, season one was good. So season one did a thing. It did a thing that Mass Effect 1 did. So Mass Effect okay. 1 introduced the concept of Elder Gods and mind control and converting people against their will to serve a greater like ancient evil mm -hmm. and then mass effect 2 and 3 were like eh, nah none of that stuff happened let's do something else instead and so uh, to a certain no okay okay not okay but two two certainly took its foot off the gas i'll give yes. you that but three always comes back to the indoctrination theory which is where they really like the developers and the story writers put their foot down in the best way, which is they don't ever really confirm it one way or another. And that's great, I think, because it's like, are they slowly taking over him? Are they not? It's the best way when you can't tell if someone's losing their mind or not. I don't know. I don't like giving writers credit for that. Like, oh, yeah, we <laughs> totally meant to have this ambiguity and... Intended for you guys to figure out this indoctrination theory and create a lot of questions around it. And that's what we were going for. Nope. Which is an odd, an odd point for you to take in last week's episode of the podcast, which is ironically unavailable what? as proof. You backed <laughs> the writers in Mob Psycho uh -huh. for giving his subconscious the ability to act without him reaching his limit. Right. Right. That they, that they were laying the groundwork for that. No, no, no. 
Let's not argue about that now. Oh. Right? You were like, I don't want to give the writers credit for stuff like that, but you did it last week. Take my word for it, people. Well, yeah, like you said, no proof. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the larger <laughs> point here is that season one of True Detective kind of did the same thing. There's like, we're in 1970s Louisiana, and there's these child kidnappings and murders that are going on, and there are just wild hints that there's this yellow king that dates back to ancient beliefs about some really evil ancient god, right? Mm-hmm. And that he's coming to consume all things. And then season one ends with like, mm, it was actually just this dude. He was just murdering kids and we caught him the end. It's like, wait, but <laughs> hold on a second. You very strongly worked on giving us supernatural overtones to this season and then just completely backed off it. So I was not happy about that. I really wasn't. Mm-hmm. I just, it it bummed me out that they like set that up and then just kind of pulled the rug out from under us. So anyway, season two is bad. Season three is kind of doing the same thing. There's these kidnappings and there are some hints so far. Not as strong as the hints in season one that there's something supernatural going on. Mm. Plus, we have the added effect that Falcon hates of the unreliable narrator. The season very clearly is going to take place through a bunch of flashbacks relived by an old man who has dementia. And so he's being interviewed about what happened back then, right? It was a really big thing. These kids are going missing and stuff. And it has some interest in, you know, 2015, which is when that part of the story is set. And so he's telling these stories and just like forgets words and he's telling stuff. And it becomes, it gets to the point where you're like, can I believe anything this guy is saying about what happened? Back in 1971. Like, is the way he remembers it accurate in any way at all? And I hate that. I hate it so much, especially in a mystery setting where I want to watch the show, look at things, look at clues, put stuff together, and see if I can figure it out along with the characters. But if they're unreliable narrators and what I'm being shown by the TV show isn't real within the context of the show, then what am I doing with my life at that point? Uh, Is that a rhetorical question? Uh, kind of, kind of not. Like, I just... I mean, at at the end of the show, you should still be left with some semblance of answers, whether or not you figured it out or not. It's not so much I want to figure it out. It's that I want to be given the pieces to where when I go back through the season, after watching the finale and all the answers are there, I'm like, oh, this makes sense. This puzzle piece fits into the larger picture, etc., etc. But if there are no pieces... Like, the pieces don't fit together, and then they're like, this is the answer. Then I don't get what the point is. I mean, uh, the unreliable unreliable narrator is just another piece of that. You have to determine whether where he is in being inac- uh, inaccurate, right? Like, treat it as another piece rather than a problem. And I think you will still find you can still do all that. Hmm. But how do I tell what's unreliable and what's not? What am I looking for? Well, like it's all contextual. I I couldn't tell you specifics of how to do it without having watched the show. Yeah, fair point. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's one thing. I'll watch something that has an unreliable narrator and it's not a mystery, right? It's just like, this is a show Mm. and this guy is having, like, a beautiful mind. Beautiful mind is a great example of this. 
There's no central mystery that's trying to be solved. It's just the descent of this man into schizophrenia and madness, and he's a genius mathematical mind, and how that affects his life. That's all it is. And so I was okay with them being like, a lot of the stuff we showed you in the first half of this film never actually happened. It's just schizophrenia in the mind of John Nash. I was like, okay, that's cool. Because there's no, there's no mystery to solve. There's nothing to put together. It's just this is his life. It is really affected by this illness. And this is what we're doing with this movie. Okay. Whereas True Detective is like, there's a mystery. And the person we're choosing to show this mystery to you through his eyes, his memories... He doesn't really remember everything accurately or some things he doesn't uh, remember at all. Have fun. I don't get it. So, sounds like you want to play the puzzle on easy mode rather than hard mode. <laughs> it is definitely hard mode to be like, here's a piece. Is it part of the puzzle or not? You don't know. It's like shipping a puzzle yeah. with a bunch of pieces that aren't actually part of the puzzle, which they do, by the way. You can buy those. <laughs> Really? Yes. Oh, that's great. It's hard mode puzzles for people who love puzzles but are bored by like standard puzzles. Uh huh. That sounds great. <laughs> so, yeah, they're like there are 15 pieces in here that are the same color scheme and look like they could fit in, but they totally don't. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. So what you're saying is that's what you want for your birthday next year. Mm hmm. It's right up your alley. No. Uh, it's something I would enjoy, not something I want to have in my house. Ah, so you want to rent one for an afternoon? <laughs> no, no, no one, no one finishes a thousand-piece puzzle in like an afternoon. You want to rent one for a week? Okay. I didn't say it was a thousand I don't pieces. Want, I, well, you can't do a puzzle less than a thousand pieces because then you can finish it in an afternoon. Holy smokes! You are a puzzle guy. I didn't know this about you. Listen to you. If like, it's less than a thousand pieces, it's hardly a puzzle at all. No, it's it's because they do them in like sets it's like it's either 500 or a thousand and 500 is really short and puzzles you do with multiple people the more people like well i i i don't want to do a puzzle by myself is what i'm saying oh. uh so you usually do it with other people and if you have other people you start breaking down like the pieces per person and it's just like oh you're you each need to find 140 pieces have fun <laughs> yeah not fun for me i'm glad you enjoy it though yeah. ah so anyway, uh, I mean, the thing about True Detective, the reason I like True Detective, the reason I think a lot of people like True Detective is it's just high production quality. It's just the music is great. The cinematography is fantastic. The character building is very good. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention about episode one is it does a thing that I don't see very much where it introduces you to do a couple characters and they're just kind of regular scumbags. They're not good people. They don't really like each other. They don't really... You know, their family life sucks. They don't get along with their coworkers. They seem really lazy. They talk about how much they hate their job and stuff. But then when the rubber hits the road, they actually are good at their jobs. They just hate it. So you hmm. have these two detectives in the show where we spend probably a good 20 minutes with them. They're just talking about stuff and sitting at a dump shooting garbage and like trying to hit rats with their service revolvers. Just talking about how much they hate their job and hope they can get through the rest of the night without getting called into something. And you're like, well, these guys aren't the greatest, you know, cops in the world. And then they get called into this missing kids case and they're good at it. They know how to diffuse the situation of parents who are freaked out. Their kids are missing. They know how to get people on board. They know how to order around the local police to start the search. They command authority. And you're like, if you hadn't spent those 20 minutes with those characters beforehand, you'd never guess this is who they really are because they're so competent 
in their professional sphere. And I think that hmm. happens a lot in the real world. I think there really are people who are just like mediocre human beings, if not worse. But when it comes down to it, they're really good at what they do, either because they're talented or because they've been doing it for a really long time and they just know all the tricks, mm. you know? I feel like that's me at my job. See? Where I, I hate, like, I'll sit around being like, I hate doing my job. And then it's like, all right, time to clock in. And then it's work for seven hours straight, get it done, then go home. Yeah. Don't take breaks. Nail it. And, like, do well, yeah. right? You're not doing crappy yeah. work. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think for, like, the last two, like, hot cross buns, I hate them. But <laughs> I for, I think it was, like, literally the last two years, I refused to take part in, like, an extra work thing where they put on, like, a competition with all the stores to see who can make the best hot cross buns. What? And How how do you even judge that? They're buns. You, you just you just get a panel of hot cross buns. Uh, panel of hot cross buns. Panel of judges, and then you score them on, like, how well, how good they look, the size, uh, the taste, taste, stuff like that. Texture. Yeah, yeah. All, all that stuff. That's amazing. And do then, people take this seriously? Uh, y- y- sure. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've never, you sure don't. <laughs> like, I assume. <laughs> no, I don't. I refuse to participate. But every year, I'm, like, looking at, like, they show a photo of, like, the winning one to everyone, and I'm like, I could make better than that. <laughs> <laughs> and and then, like, yeah. one of the... St- one of like the area managers might be in our store because he's the one going around being like, oh, you guys came seventh or whatever. And then he'll look at my hot cross buns that I've just made really fast and be like, those look better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. So this is Somicron. Mm, he hates his job. He doesn't really like it all that much. But dang, if he isn't great at it. Yeah. 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 So, yep. I was talking with my friend and same. he agrees. He feels that way. I kind of feel that way sometimes. I think a lot of people feel that way, but it's so rarely shown on TV. Either somebody is a great person and great at their job, or they're a lazy person and a bad person and they're bad at their job. It's very rare that you have the this type of eh, middling human being, fantastic employee. I mean, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna like reach for a wild card here and say like the Hound. Yeah, right? good example. Awful human being. Really great murderer. Awful. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic murderer. So good. Tell Brienne kicks his ass, but yeah. anyway. The other example that really comes to mind is The Wire, where, same thing, it's very similar to True Detective with the detective cop thing. These two are, their home lives are wrecks. One of them is entirely an alcoholic. He's drinking all day. Doesn't get along with his bosses. His coworkers all hate him because he's snarky, and he just doesn't get along with anybody. But then you put him in a room where a murder was committed, and he just something flips the switch flips and he's like really good at his job all of a sudden he can totally deconstruct the entire crime scene figure out what happened find leads get going and then he's a bloodhound on the scent of the trail you know and i mean archer's another example like just a man child doesn't get along with anybody an alcoholic but you put him in a death-defying situation and he'll be fine he will come out on top Mm. every single time Fair enough. Yeah. So anyway, it's good. True Detective's fine. I'm going to watch a few more episodes and uh, report back. We'll see how it goes here in season All three. Right. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I have an HBO Now subscription or Go, one mm-hmm. of the two. And I don't only use it for like four shows and the vast majority of the year it goes entirely unused. And every time I'm like, well, Game of Thrones is over. I should cancel the HBO subscription 
But then I don't, and I forget about it, and then a new show rolls around, and I'm like, ah, I was supposed to cancel that three months ago. <laughs> Never did. <laughs> this is exactly the intent of these things. HBO's like, yes, thank you. You're doing this perfectly. Thank you for not consuming any of our services and continuing to pay us every month. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're what they call the best members. Exactly. So uh, you're welcome, HBO. Enjoy yeah. that $8 a month. Mm-hmm. I think I think I use all of my subscription services on like a fairly regular basis, which I'm quite happy with. That's good. I There's, I should be yeah. more like that. Well, I mean, you've got like a wife and kids, and so if they want to watch that link and it's on a subscription service that you don't want to use, you have to have it anyway. You can't be like that. Yeah, well, that's true. But they don't use Sometimes. HBO either. Like it goes entirely unused. Okay. Oh, okay. Within the entire family. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Everything else we pay for, we use. Like Crunchyroll, I use. Netflix, I use. Hulu, we use. Um, is that it? I think that might be it for just ongoing subscriptions. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it's not bad. It's not like I mean, I'm paying for 18 yeah. different streaming services and using four of them. I mean, okay, what about like Twitch subscriptions? How many of those do you pay for and... How many of those streams do you watch regularly? How much is regularly? More than twice a week. More than three times a week? What if they don't stream three times a week? I said more than twice a well, week. Well, that means three. Twice a week or more. Oh, two or more. <laughs> two or well, more. That seems more reasonable a bit. Uh, I mean, innovation. I'll catch. I don't know if it's twice. I mean, he doesn't stream a lot. But if he He's streamed more than twice this week, and it's Tuesday. Has he? I get notifications uh -huh. when he goes live. I don't remember two. I remember seeing him, I think it was this morning. Or actually, you know what? Given the sleep de de deficit, <laughs> I might be misremembering. <laughs> I might be misremembering. <laughs> Scratch that. <laughs> Innovation. Videos. He streamed yesterday, two days ago, and six days ago. Well, okay, so Sunday night and Monday. Okay. Uh, ah, time zones. Time zones. <laughs> anyway, look, he has streamed look, twice look. in the last three days. Let's say that. Yeah, and given that Sunday is the start of a new week, that's three days ago. Gotcha. I'm right. Anyway, yes. Yeah. So I'll watch him because he's great. He's very fun no. to watch. I mean, okay. yeah, he's a horrible Twitch personality, but dang, is he good at StarCraft. Yeah. Yeah. Um, otherwise, well, I only subscribe to Wardy to get his replays. Um, I've watched Florencio probably three or four times in the last week. Mm -hmm. uh, who else am I subbed to? Uh, Pig? Pig. I have literally not watched a single stream of Pigs. Oh, you're missing out. I know I am. How much has he streamed? He's, he streams five days a week. Does he really? I need to it's his day job. Well, that's true. He starts at 7 a.m. local time for him. Like, that's when his stream starts. And then how long are his streams? Like, eight hours? Uh, he like he's usually finishes at, like, uh, two in the afternoon, I think. Uh, two or three. Three, because that's when he joined us on the podcast. He'd, like, just finished his stream. So, seven till three, which is eight hours. Oh, okay. That's serious yeah. business right there. Mm-hmm. Hey, look. He's, uh, oh, no, he's hosting Cats. I was like, he's live cats. right now. Yeah. No, not at all. No, it's after three. Right. 
Yeah, I knew that. I'm very familiar with Australian time zones and how they work. <laughs> I mean, Australian time zones work the same as everyone else's. <laughs> but I mean, in relation to where I am. <laughs> okay, you should just set up a global clock on your phone. That way you could just like look at your phone and be like, oh, it's that time there should. I should do that. Put it on my lock screen. That'd be nice. I, mean, I didn't say on your lock screen, but if you want to... <laughs> That'd be faster. I don't want to have to get into my phone and like open an app to see that. You know what I mean? Well, you, I, I, I just leave mine as a widget on the home screen. Ah, okay. So you unlock it and it's right there. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I don't need it so often I have to look at it when it's locked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, 7 hours, 52 minutes, 7.57, Pig. Yeah. Lazy. So, Lazy day. <laughs> no. Either he had something else planned. 2.27... Yeah. What? I didn't say he streams like eight hours every day. Look, I'm not his manager, okay? Oh. I don't need to defend his working habits. Well, you should be. Why? I don't know that he needs a manager, though. Mm. Oh, did you hear about the scandal in StarCraft 2? I sure did. Oh my gosh. Wind trading, Somicron. I never thought I'd see the day. I mean, never. I'm just kidding. There's a long history of this in StarCraft. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? So, actually, uh, when I first started playing StarCraft, some guy was like, on ladder, was like, hey, do you want to win trade? And I was like, sure, you go first and you left the game. Yeah, no kidding. So I got, I got a free win. I got a free win. Nice. So he did <laughs> go first. And then what? Did he contact you again? No, well, I, I just went into the next game, and I was like, oh, I meant let's start now. Yeah. I, like, give me two free wins first, and then I'll do it. And then he gave me another free win. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, and then I just waited for him to get into a game, and then I let it, I, like, queued up again. How can you live with yourself, Somicron? Honestly. <laughs> Easily. Easily. <clears throat> Anyway, what I don't get is, how do you not expect to get found out instantly? That you're, mm. you're doing this in a high-profile situation where people are watching this closely because it's the ladder race for a WCS event. Mm -hmm. And yeah, people I notice mean, if, if you just... suddenly jump up a bunch in the last few, like the last hour or two before it closes, it's like, hmm, let's take a closer look here. And then it's easy to see. Yeah. So dumb. I mean, it's the fact that, like... Some of them were literally minutes before, like the deadline. Right, and it's a, and it's a zero second game, and then it's like you haven't played in nine hours yet. You got on to play a zero second game. Right, brutal. Okay, and like hotkey analysis here too. HDAX talks about that in this thread that I actually mm -hmm. tweeted. I mean, okay, eight out. Like you haven't played in eight hours, right? Let's, so you were sleeping. Let's say you get on, and right, you were sleeping. You get up, and then first game you got to play. You get like half a second in and your power goes out. That could be unfortunate because it would look like you just left the game after nine hours of not playing it and left zero seconds in. Correct. That would be suspicious looking. Yes. So, I'm like, I'm not going to throw fingers. Well, throw fingers. Point blame. Assign blame. What's the point fingers? Point fingers. Is that That's the one? it. Yeah. You were there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, but the other evidence listed does make it entirely suspicious. It does. There's a whole bunch. Mm -hmm. The hotkey analysis, too, is just like five control groups with heavy spam, right? That's what the consistent thing is here with this player. And then suddenly the replays today, 
just using only seven of the hotkeys, light spam, a couple control groups. It's just the difference is apparently mm. very, very obvious, which come on. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But, yep. Yeah. So Roots is the player that we're talking about here, and he is a, was associated with Infinity Gaming, who I cast for on mm -hmm. Saturdays. And uh, they mm -hmm. very quickly were like, we're done. They booted him from yep. the organization. So mm -hmm. hats off to them for that. Say, yeah, they did say in a tweet that uh, they started an internal investigation, right, once they heard about the accusations, the claims. And then they said they were, like, investigating, and they found something that was, like, they had uh, reason to believe the claims were credible, right? They had come across something. Sure. Like, they'd gotten a confession. They didn't, They still haven't really said anything about what that is like That's... did they find a smoking gun so to speak yeah i don't know it's a good point which i i mean they still did the right thing like they're not under investigation they weren't like instructing their players to do this yeah uh obviously so i'm just interesting what they found well, i That's wonder all. if they saw this stuff saw this evidence about right the results the zero second games the two second games the it looks very much like when trading and everything and just approached him. I was like, Hey man, what's this? And he just didn't deny it. And they're like, all right, well, we mm -hmm. can't have this. Thank you for being straightforward about it, but we're done. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 We had a discussion with him privately before making this announcement that confirmed out what our internal investigation found. We were withholding the details of what we found slash what we discussed until Blizzard makes this statement. And at this point, Blizzard has made a statement, but infinity gaming has not yet. Okay. Like, not made a follow-up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we'll hear anything else. I don't know if they feel they need to, but it would be kind of nice to get a little no. bit more closure with it. Hmm. Yeah. 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 I guess we could DM Root and ask him. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably gotten a lot of requests for... Um, interviews? For interviews recently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's going to be accepting any of them. No, probably not. Huh? No. If I would say him, I wouldn't. No, no, God, no. No. I'd probably delete Twitter entirely. If, I was, if, yeah, if I was him, I'd just be like, all right, time to find a job. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know, let this be a warning to everyone. Like, if you're thinking about doing this stuff, just don't. It's obvious you're going to get caught. Like, maybe you mm -hmm. can get away with it a little bit more a long time ago, but not 2019. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's especially not going to happen when, like, stuff like account sharing, right? That you could maybe get away with that during the off-seasons, right? But not during the ladder race. <laughs> yes. Not when, not when your ladder games are going to be like scrutinized the most correct super examined by everybody yeah yeah especially the people that get knocked out by you they're gonna be like hey what is this <laughs> and they're probably gonna try yeah. to dig something up even if it wasn't anything with shenanigans and if there are they're gonna find yeah. it Meh, bummer but any, you know anytime there's money and prestige and fame on the line people are gonna try to get around it get around the rules and regulations and this stuff happens just normal. Yeah. Just gotta just gotta take care of it when you see it. <laughs> hmm. Hey, guess what? I don't 
know if you were as uh, asleep at the time, but I actually beat the final mission of Warcraft 2 Beyond the Dark Portal for the orc side of things. I was asleep, yeah. Okay. I did it. Without cheating? Without cheating. That's amazing. It is. Well, so here's the weird thing. I don't know. This is how I feel like I've beat a bunch of Warcraft 2 levels. Is mm -hmm. So when I set up my base along the right side a couple streams ago, and I was defending, and I was getting money, and I was trying to get up an army, but eventually I ran out of cash because I only had one gold mine. Everybody was constantly sending guys at me the whole time, all for AI. Mm -hmm. But as soon as the my final attempt on this level, the last time, I failed at this maybe five or six or seven times earlier in the stream um, a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, the eighth time I was able to get up there, get into Purple's base, basically wipe it out. I hadn't killed everything yet, but I had every one of my units kind of tucked up and away into that corner where Purple was. And the only AI that attacked me after that was the Griffin Riders, was the blue AI. Hmm. The other Weird. two, like every once in a while would send a couple archers or like a knight or two but it was mm -hmm. nothing like the dedicated pressure they were sending at me the whole time when i set my base up on the right side that one attempt hmm. so it just makes me feel like i glitched the ai like i got up to a point where i don't know if the pathing was screwed up or the ai just forgot where i was well, you know that's purple's base we don't attack up there you know what i mean Right, right. It's like we aren't scout up there, and then once they didn't know where you were, they didn't know how to find you. Yeah, and so all I had to do at that point was defend against the Griffin Riders, which is easy enough with a couple, you know, just one or two or three uh, towers, mm -hmm. and then get up a huge dragon army and call it good. <laughs> I mean, it was satisfying. Don't get me wrong. I did it without cheating. It was a good experience. It was difficult to get to that first step where I killed Purple killed that first ai but from there it was a cakewalk from there it was not hard at all really hmm, okay and i mean Fair. And the annoying thing is in that previous attempt where they were throwing stuff at me they run out of money a long time before so but they're still throwing stuff at me which tells me they have a huge bank but all mm -hmm. they would do in this last attempt with the money that they had was make peasants and try to mine from the bases that i held Okay. They would have. They must have had hundreds, if not thousands, of gold just sitting there, in you know, in the bank that they've already mined and haven't used yet. And all they would do is make one peasant at a time, wander it over to a gold mine that I'm holding, and the peasant would get murdered, and then they'd do it again. Huh. So at first I was like, well, maybe they only have you know like a couple hundred gold left, and this is their last gasp. No, they did it the whole rest of the time until I wiped <laughs> them out. That's weird. So glitchy. I mean, definitely hard to get that first step. Definitely not easy to fight your way through basically green and purple and wipe out purple while getting attacked on three fronts at once while dealing with Griffin Riders. That's really difficult. But once I got that part down, it was so casual at that point. It was really weird. It's all, yeah. Yeah. So I did it. I feel okay about it, but. So how much more of that game do you have left to play then? Glitchy. So then there's the Alliance campaign for Beyond the Dark Portal. Okay. Which I have heard some rumors that it's more difficult than the Orc campaign. So that's going to be great. Okay. Great. <laughs> but then I'm doing the Baldur's Gate Remastered that Stu suggested a while ago. I picked that up on Steam. Mm. Just good. to keep with the good, retro good. theme. Uh-huh. 
And then Excellent. hopefully by the time I'm done with that, or maybe earlier, Warcraft 3 Reforged comes out, and then I'll stream that. Mm. When does Warcraft Reforged come <laughs> So when you pre-purchase it, it's like it'll be out before December 31st, 2019. Thank you for your money. Ah, placeholder. Yeah. Placeholder day. It okay. really is. So I don't know. Next week, maybe? December, possibly? Because there are other games coming out that I know you want to play. What? Soon-ish. The new Far Cry? Maybe. Division 2? Uh, maybe. When's that? March. Dang, that's soon. Yeah. And Classic will be out eventually. Like, War uh, World of Warcraft Classic. That's yeah, true. at some point. Although, honestly, I would not expect to release until, like, BlizzCon. Yeah. They'll be like, it's playable now. That's such an announcement, you know? Yep. Well, it's yeah. better than Diablo Immortal, that's for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> hmm. I think as a follow-up to Diablo Immortal, it does not help. Because it'll be like, oh, hey, that thing that you knew was coming, it's out now. Right? <laughs> it's, well, sure. It's not a great announcement to receive. It's not a great announcement, but it's better than the garbage that was Diablo Immortal. I'm just saying, like, a meh announcement is better than a, you were expecting Diablo 4 and got this that you don't care about instead. Mm, it's true. I mean, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of all the ways Activision Blizzard could screw up the WoW Classic uh, oh, service. It's like, hey, there are so we've got many WoW ways. Classic coming out, but you're not going to be able to play Warriors. We haven't quite got that class down yet. <laughs> no, 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 no. All they'd have to do is be like, and there's microtransactions, and everybody would be so mad. I mean, I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stretch again and say uh, paid subscriptions to play games is a microtransaction. Yeah, right? that's fine. Wow, yeah, Wow well, originally had microtransactions. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think it's too much of a stretch. But I'm saying like outside of the usual like things that we might accept expect from an Activision release, how could they break the game and still think it's okay to give it to us? Is what I really meant. There's no way they could be like, a class isn't here. There's no way. They would not try to ship that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I hate Activision. I really do. But, no. You don't think they're that bad? Not that bad, no. What, what if they were like, uh, they tried to ship it with all the new classes as well? And then like, hey, we're just going to retcon in that you can also now still play as, like, Demon Hunters yeah, and Yeah, that would anger people, for sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. What would really make people mad in Microtransactionville is if they sold weapons and armor for cash and just Ooh, completely yeah. screwed up the PvP aspect of Classic, which people love so much. But it just, it would wreck it because people would just be mm -hmm. running around with the best sword you could get because they paid 20 bucks for it, you know? Mm-hmm. To be fair, you can't buy weapons now, so I don't think right. they'd even try and get away with it ah. in Classic. It's Activision, I man. Mean, yeah, but when you're like banking on nostalgia for subscription money, you do not want to do too much to mess with it. Correct. But there are so many ways they could screw it up. The list is yeah, very long. Yeah. Very long. Yeah, it's just like, oh, Okramar's not there, by the way. We haven't quite got that zone down. Ugh. <laughs> Speaking of other companies that have recently made mistakes, uh, I want to talk about Bethesda's 2019. I mean, uh, I think we all know it's a steaming pile of garbage, but let's get specific. Go ahead. Okay, 
Bethesda really needed to put their best foot forward this year to show them, to show their fans that they could really do what's right in the gaming community. Do you know how Fallout seventy six started the new year? Uh, bat poorly. 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 So one of the, one of the things you can do is get nuclear access codes. Yes. And you can launch nukes on the map. Turns out when the year rolled over to twenty nineteen. The game didn't know how to like handle that in the nuclear release system, and it couldn't be accessed. Right? It's just like it doesn't recognize what year it is. What? What is happening? How? How does what year it is screw up new games in 2019? I don't know. I don't know. Probably because it's Bethesda, one of Bethesda's first like online releases. Uh, I would assume. Okay, they've never had to worry about it before. Yeah. 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 Um. But that, it it's like the, what, the 15th? Yeah, it's the 15th or 14th, whenever this comes out. Sure. Um, that is not their only issue with uh, 76. Okay, what what else, what else is there? Players got access to what's called a dev room in Fallout 76. Do you understand the concept of a dev room? I mean, sort of? Why don't you explain it? It's, it, it's a room with every item available in the game. It's just like shelves filled with weapons and stuff? Uh huh. It's like five or six crates with like everything in them. Dang. Okay, that's fun. The, yeah, the, the, they're putting the game for devs to instantly like jump in, test a weapon, and there was an, actually an NP, like human NPC, the only one in the game. Uh, ah. Right. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Right. But people basically assumed he's there to like take the hit, so they can calculate damage and see how well things work. He's a training. Like it's dummy. used for tests. Yeah. Yeah, basically. He's a training dummy that can walk and looks like a human. Hmm. Uh, but people were able to get in, right, take anything they wanted, and leave. Yep, of course. Why not? <clears throat> Other than, you know, breaking the whole game. Yeah, yeah. And what they found in there was also interesting, because there was, un- like, unreleased DLC in there. They were, like... Uh, skin versions of like power armor and stuff that they assumed you would be able to like buy because you can't find them anywhere else in the game mm-hmm. that they just still had in there and had clearly like locked away planning on releasing later Jeez, that's so weird it's so weird they just have that in the game mm-hmm. yeah uh so bethesda started banning accounts that had access to the room like that was something they could track like, <laughs> it was just log- like a file logged yep so what people just started doing was they'd access the account uh, access the room on a mule account and then trade all their items to their regular account because they couldn't track the items. <laughs> Bethesda, you are so bad at your jobs. Oh, you are so bad. Uh, yeah, did we talk yeah. about this in the Lost podcast where they allowed client-side access to server stuff? Uh, Yeah, I think that's the one we lost with Fatty. Wow, we have lost a lot of episodes recently. No, it was um, it was more recent than the fatty one. I want to say. No, I think it was the fatty one because I was, I was like one? telling I was telling people about all the problems it had. Yeah. Where it's like you can uh, look at the ground and because the frame rate goes up as you're not rendering so much stuff, you move faster. Yeah. yeah. So there's that one. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the one with fatty. Okay. Well, just the part where you can change files on your client, and when you talk to the server, you're like, "Here's the reality server," and the server's like, "You got it, dude." What's that? You have infinite health and it regenerates instantly? Cool. Let's do it. It's so, I don't remember that one. It's so bad. I'm not sure if we talked about it on the pod, but it's something that I found right. a couple of weeks ago. 
Okay. Yeah. That is. I mean, that's immensely broken. That's 1990s multiplayer game stuff. That's Quake Online. That's like the earliest stages of PvP. Mm. You don't let the client tell the server what's happening. You never do that. The client no. can try, but then the server checks and says, oh, that shouldn't be the case and just denies it. But Bethesda mm -hmm. has no concept of this idea and it blows my mind. It's 30 year old technology. Yeah, that's that's really, really bad. <laughs> I I would love to get into the game and do that and just set my player model to be like max height limit and just be a giant walking around on the map. <laughs> that does sound Wait, really fun. What? Which is interesting because when uh, in traditional single player Fallout games, they let you have access to the console commands. Yep. Uh, and so you can do that, but your movement speed isn't different, even though you're big. So you have a, like a giant running animation, but you still have to walk everywhere <laughs> at the same speed. <laughs> so it feels like you're moving at three miles an hour. You're like, uh -huh. yeah, that's fantastic. That's mm. really funny. And you could be like a raid boss. You could turn yourself into like this huge health pool, 70 foot tall dude and just be like, roar, I am Agathor the Destroyer. And have people try to kill you for fun. That would be good. Yeah. That's, That'd be fun. Yeah. What is that? What's that alignment in D&D? &D? Like chaotic good? Uh, Where you make yourself a raid boss? Yeah. In a PvP game um, by breaking the rules of the game. Wow. But for the intent of having people have a good time. That would be chaotic good. Yeah. If it's for other people to have a good, yeah, good time. If you don't, if you make yourself into a raid boss in order to enslave people, that would be chaotic evil. Yeah. But, good. but at the same time, people might have more fun if like there's a real threat to you. That's that would like, that know. might improve the game just like by accident. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy that I got that right because D and D alignments are something that I've struggled with for years at this point. I just don't quite understand them. <laughs> So for me to nail that one, I feel real, real good. So the thing about D&D alignments is people either like just house rule it and say they don't exist. Cool. Or they just kind of treat them as that, well, they're there and they don't really like, they, it, but yeah, they don't matter unless they come up, right? Like if you're a paladin and you wander into the black market, right? You, the DM's not going to compel you to like try and shut it down because you're a lawful good character, right? You still have some player agency, so but it's like when someone hides you for assassination, and you go, "Well, I'm lawful good, so no, I can't do that." It really only comes up if you then try and say yes, because then your alignment might change. And it's really like, as far as I'm aware, I'm gonna get this wrong because I have like not much experience playing D and D. But the paladin's the only one that really has an oath, and if you if you break your paladin's oath, you can actually lose your paladin's powers. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm yeah. down. Mm. Yeah, but at the same time, a lot of people just like house roll it and say alignments don't exist. Mm. The the other thing you need to know about alignments is they're all nonsense. Ah, um, because one like uh, you you've seen like the meme where they'll be like this pop culture figure is lawful good. This one like all the Marvel characters, and they'll be like these ones are lawful good. Like. Captain America is lawful good, and then you have people like uh, Star Lord, who's chaotic good, right? You, you've seen those memes, right? Yeah, and I always hate them for some reason or another. Yeah, the, the reason why you hate them is because a properly well written and fleshed out character can fit into any of those boxes at any given time, right? Hmm. Within the context of a scenario, a character might fit a different role, right? Yeah, uh, uh, and I mean. 
it's literally a two-dimensional image telling you how two-dimensional some characters might be. <laughs> and that's probably why a lot of people just do away with them. So if you don't yeah. understand them or you can't keep it straight, good, don't even try. <laughs> right. Okay, well, I'll stop worrying about it then. I'll take my win yeah. and retire. Good, good. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm trying to figure out how this works into the concept I've always held, that I feel like a character is well-written if I know how they will act in any given situation. Um, like, I'm reading a book, and I've yeah. spent a while with this character, and a scene shows up, and I'm like, okay, I know what to expect from this person. And if they like act completely opposite to it, I'm not like, oh, clearly they had their agency. This is This is fine. I'm like, no! This person would never do this, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, that, that can make sense. But I also think knowing what a character might do or being able to expect what a character might do is instantly limiting to them to what you expect. Like, And if something does happen, uh, you, just because you don't expect it, that's why you're going to react negatively, not because it's actually like not in their character. It's a weird, like, chicken, what came first, chicken or the egg, with disliking a character hmm. because i think i think a lot of characters can fall into all of those roles in one way or another and seeing how a character like if you have a problem with the way a character went maybe it's just not written extremely well right that can also be an issue yep because seeing a character break and do something you wouldn't expect i think is Right, and then fit into like that chaotic evil yeah. box instead. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. I get that. I get if there's like a, an impetus and a, a reason for it, sure. But like, mm. if there's no and reason I, for it, and suddenly this guy to like murders a puppy, I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, all right. The other, the other thing is that characters in a novel, of like getting a good feel for them is the reader's, uh, the writer's job making a realistic person is not strictly their job Should whereas be. in D D, where in D D, there is a real person behind it playing yes right so it becomes much easier for the person to simply emulate one character where a writer has to emulate hundreds yeah potentially that's true it's harder it's more complicated and that's why characters usually end up filling those two-dimensional spaces like you have the lawful good character yeah who's good in every scene because if everyone's lawful good nothing ever gets done no no <laughs> of course not yeah well actually if everyone's lawful good probably everything gets done and then you just but there's no story there right like you oh. turn into a bureaucracy you just defeat the evil and then like you have to rule at that point and it's boring yeah yeah and then you have a, like a 300 page manuscript of your decrees for the next six years <laughs> That sounds interesting in a boring kind of way. <laughs> yeah. It's like the poor like the poor uh DM has this whole big thing written up and they just take the straightest line possible to defeat the end boss and they're done in like three hours. Mm -hmm. Oh, that'd be funny. That, that, that there are lots of stories that are, uh, that come out of the D that are exactly like that where it's like you get approached by a mysterious traveler at a tavern and someone goes like, I, I would like to detect magic on him. And then they detect necromancy and they just straight up kill him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, he was a lich. Or, oh, he was a void demon. Oh, okay, you, oh. you kill him. <laughs> oh, good times. Destroying the dreams of DMs everywhere. Players. I mean, at the same time, a good DM would just say, okay, you killed a servant. Like, right. you didn't kill the final boss, right? Yeah. They'll, they'll find another way for the story to continue on. Yeah. But. That's the whole point, that's being the, flexible. Yeah. Oh, so Order of the Stick. 
which is a webcomic that I read that is based on Dungeons & Dragons 3.5. So it's old. It's been running for a while. And mm -hmm. there's a halfling in the party, and there's a paladin. And every once in a while, <laughs> the paladin will try to detect evil on the halfling rogue. He's a rogue, by the way. And the okay. halfling rogue chucks up a sheet of lead. <laughs> and detect evil can't <laughs> penetrate through it. <laughs> <laughs> and the paladin's always like, oh, come on. And he's like, no, nah, man. You didn't have my consent to check whether I was evil or not. Sorry. Uh, I mean, that's interesting. It makes me laugh. But I feel like, it's very I feel like the paladin could, could get around that very easily. Like, just wait for him to be asleep. I don't know. Yeah, but that's dishonorable, yeah. man. You can't sneak up on someone as a paladin. Sneaking isn't part of the sneak. paladin way. You know, if, if, you're in a pa if you're in the party and you're all like asleep around the campfire and the paladin wakes up first, he doesn't have to get out of bed. There's no sneaking involved. If you're on watch and the rogue falls asleep, there's no sneaking. You just detect magic or detect evil or whatever. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's, an, it's mm. a function of the story. It's funny. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. If you deconstruct it, it ruins the whole thing. So, yep, you're right. But I like it anyway. There's another time, like, he gets these attorneys that for some reason exist in this very fantasy mystical land. And they okay. serve the paladin with a cease and desist order to, like, stop trying to detect evil on their client because it, like, violates some <laughs> statute. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's good. Order of the Stick is amazing. I think you'd enjoy it. There's only, like... 1,800 strips at this point, so, you know, it's an afternoon. Uh, 1,150 by the looks of it. Fair enough. Close enough. I was very close. Only hundreds off. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're into D&D &D right now, I'd recommend you give it a shot. It's a good time. I might do, yeah. Good story, good Since characters. I'm, my uh, YouTube tab browser has literally three YouTube tabs running with D&D &D stuff. In the, in the ah, yeah, well, this fits it. in perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it for the pod. Anything else you wanted to bring up today? Nope. I think uh, I think we're pretty much done. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody, for another edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour. As always, you can send feedback to falconpaladin at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter, Falcon Paladin and AT Summicron. You can find us there. Uh, check out the merch. Check out the supporting of the podcast on Patreon. And until next time, as always, thanks for listening and spending time with us. And you take care of yourself.